You are listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we upgrade our relationships and life by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun. Welcome to today's talk. My name is Sonia Sundara. I am so happy to be able to come in on this Saturday and, of course, talk with Kristen on what we've learned so far about the wisdom of relationships. What are what have we learned so far is the question. Um, my sister here in wisdom, of course, is Kristen Brown, who is a specialist in this relationship. In all our lives, you know, we have relationships, and one that we foster, and one that we, you know, just jump into. So there's a lot of relationships, you know, as we are not by ourselves. So how do we deal with these relationships? What are the lessons that we've learned that we can share together? Is this Saturday's morning discussion? We say like a chat. <laughs> Ladies chat or can be men too. Uh, so welcome to today's talk. Thank you to Kristen for joining me. Oh, so excited. I haven't been here for a little while, so a little bit uh, rusty. <laughs> so don't mind me if I laugh a lot. And that's kind of like I laugh at everything, right? Good morning. <laughs> so good mor- morning and happy Saturday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, eh? Third time's a charm. So to answer your question, what do I think of this topic? I think this is the probably the single most important topic to discuss because like you were saying, Sonia, we are all in relationship. It's like, that's what life is. Unless you are a, a loner that lives in a cave, you're, we're in relationship. But even then we're in relationship with ourselves as well. But that's kind of jumping in real deep, real fast. So I would just say, yeah, this is an amazing topic. And I think bringing wisdom to relationships, I think it's stuff that we can't talk about enough and we can't hear enough. And I believe that if we normalize these conversations rather than it being, oh my gosh, whisper, whisper, I'm struggling with my partner or my boss or whatever, and everybody's ashamed of it. You know, we need to, we need to normalize and understand that, that relationships are challenging. Mm-hmm. We've got two different people coming in with two different backstories, two different cultures, two different belief systems, two different levels and areas of shame and unworthiness that, you know, we're bringing in so much. And then we think, oh, it's just supposed to be peaches and cream and it's not. And I really believe that learn, uh, un- um, universe, that that relationships are, are, are our classrooms to learn in. Yeah, definitely. Like we, I mean, throughout our lives, once we step out of our doors, you know, it's relationship that we are creating, right? And uh, so you have a choice. Like, I, you know, with the wisdom of age. <laughs> that helps. And lots of practice. <laughs> Not, yeah. Like, you know, whether it's work or home, family, all of those things, there are relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the, you know, the husband, wife, or a spouse, you know, that yeah. kind of thing, right? Uh, certainly, we, you know, as as we go through our lives, these are important, right? And uh, because it contributes to our overall well-being in many ways, right? Absolutely. And, and, and yeah. we are a community species. Mm-hmm. 
that is one of our number one hierarchy of ne- or needs is belonging and mm-hmm. to feel like we are part of something so we can make that experience peaceful or we can make it or contribute to it being tumultuous. We have that choice. And choice is one of my absolute favorite all-time words because it means that we are not powerless. And a lot of times people think that, you know, they want to point the finger outward. This is a huge thing. And we do this before we know any better. So it's an innocent thing and it's not something to feel bad about or shamed about. It's the way the brain works that we pointed everybody else that is causing the disruption and they might be, and that's okay, but we can't change them period. We cannot change anybody. We have zero power over changing anybody else. We might be able to overpower them for a little bit or put them in a, you know, make them guilt them or make them feel submissive or whatever, but their true change is only going to come when they decide to do so. So what I've learned, one of the greatest things that I've learned so far is that stop trying to change everybody else. Work on me. Even if the person's behavior is highly toxic or dysfunctional, I have to work on me because me, a healthier me wouldn't put up with that. Um, And this is me now. I'm just saying, I'm using this generally, but for people that may not understand that, it's like, well, but what you don't get it so-and-so yells or so-and-so gaslights or so-and-so's this. And I would say, yes, and how are you showing up to that? It definitely, truly is coming from you because in many ways, you know, it's seen through your eyes. As we recount the stories, if you look at where, you know, trace back to the why you're feeling the way you do, right, is definitely, you know, something that we can consider. Yeah. And that's it. That's another cool thing is that we have what's called an emotional guidance system. And instead of just thinking we're at the mercy of any old feeling that we have at any old time, when we understand that, 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 that guidance system is purposeful, it's just as purposeful as our, our cardiovascular system or our respiratory system. It's just as purposeful and vital to our existence. And when we start to look at what it's telling us, and we start to see our emotions as signposts and indicators, then we don't get whipsawed around so much from one emotion to the other because we're going, hmm, I'm really angry right now. I'm really frustrated right now. Okay, what does that mean? It means I need to address something. I need to go within and love myself more somehow, some way that is going to change the way I am responding or reacting. Yeah. to this situation at hand, or maybe I need to protect myself and respect myself. Mm-hmm. But whatever it might be, those indicate those emotions are indicators to us. So when people walk around going, oh, so-and-so just makes me so mad, and, they, and they're, they're not doing anything that's empowering for themselves about it, then they're just walking victims. Yeah. And I don't want to be a walking victim anymore. I was one for way too long. Same, yeah, definitely. Like for me, it's just like taking that calm, deep breath and then asking yourself why, right? Why are you feeling this way? And, you know, why are you not liking it? So by saying, um, asking that question, it kind of drops into, of course, for you to explore your mind and all of these things that, you know, you're allowing in many ways other people to control your feelings. 
And that's something that we need to rethink about as we have all of these feelings. Emotions are great, you know, but if it works for you, it's great. But if it does it work against you, then something that we have to address, right? Yes. And here's an inter- interesting way to, to view it. A Course in Miracles says, what is lacking in any relationship is what you are not giving. Now that's ironic because people be like, oh, what do you mean? I've been nice. I've been kind. I've been loving. I've been this. But what if maybe it's what you're not giving yourself? Yeah, it's about this. Right? And usually like now I see relationship totally different sets of eyes, right? Not only on the wisdom, but also the learning and the experience that you've gone through, right? If, you know, um, if we do look at relationship, it's it's like deciding on exactly what what you want. Other people's things. I mean, when they come into our lives, we we are right. You can't control anything, but what you can do is what you can manage within yourself, right? You choose how that. you want to steer that kind of relationship, and if it's a beautiful relationship you have, or business relationship, or all sorts of relationship, I of course you know. Um, close to my family, so we always have, you know, all these sibling thingy going on. Right? Oh, yes. Please. <laughs> and, <yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so not only on the family side, and then you go to work, and then there's all of these things could be termed politics, and all of these things come mm-hmm. into play, right? And then you're like, oh, my goodness. Now, if I go into the workplace, I change the way I look at things, you know, how I feel today, right? And how I want to spread that, you know, I always go in terms of love right yeah and so it's just a beautiful way to like you know not only hopefully inspire other people too to feel that love that you are giving right so um yeah you know if you're guided that way then you know your life is so much sweeter i feel right (laughs) Mm. i just like even hearing you say that because it's so true you did say something i want to just backpedal just a little bit here you went you said three words, you said, explore the mind. Mm -hmm. And I know this is one of your areas that you're, that you talk about, teach, you study. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, you know, so many of us are running on autopilot that we're not slowing down enough to look at and investigate what is really happening here. And one of the things I learned is that a person is acting in one of two ways at any given time, this is kind of a deep concept. And I just invite people to really think about this just later, just during, during dishes later, or taking a shower, whenever, you know, is in any given moment, someone is acting from love or they're acting from a cry for love. Mm-hmm. So many times when people aren't showing up in a desirable way, we tend to want to fight back. And an attack, and it's natural. And this is this is a, this is a challenging thing, because it it will ignite something in us to survive, because that's how our system, our reptilian brain, is designed. But we can override that when we slow down, and we, like you said, take a couple breaths and ask ourselves, what am I really seeing here? Mm-hmm. Because one of the things, um, you know, this talk is about words of wisdom, right? One of the things that I have started doing probably 10 years ago or so was when 
someone is acting some kind of a way that's not peaceful. I ask myself, what are they fearing right now? Not did you, if, if you heard me correctly, I said, I ask myself, mm-hmm. I don't ask them because a lot of times they're not in touch with it. And I said, what are they fearing? What, what are they fearing right now? And I'm like, they're fearing, you know, cause sometimes most of the time we know a little bit about people's backstories and things they've been through. And if we open our heart, the answer's right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're fearing abandonment right now, or they're fearing that they're imperfect or they're fearing whatever it might be. And when we start talking to the fearful part of them, we don't have to tell them. We just start soothing that fearful part of them that they're not in touch with right now. We're going to have a much better experience than if we start to try to talk them out of it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I love, you know, for me, it's, it's always coming in from the inward side of thing. And you're right in terms of mind, you know, if we, you know, it takes some times for us to, to get into a place where we can say, okay, mind, you know, this is where I want to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, it does. It takes, it takes a second sometimes. Yeah. So if, you know, if we steer, can steer that and, you know, to get, there's different processes, of course, you know, whether it's coaches or, uh, you know, consultants, they take us all of these things in account and, you know, whatever it is that you want to achieve in life, which is most of us, the joy and the wholeness that's within us, right? And so, you know, whatever it is, then once you have these things in, you know, grounded, right, then you can then choose to have your life the way you want it. This is kind of in the areas that what I love, you know, looking at and experiencing. And of course, sharing with you today in terms of wisdom. And I have my own coaches that were a guide in many ways, right? That helps mm-hmm. me. And you know him very well here in uh, our wisdom rooms as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So in breathing and all of these, we do yoga, right? We practice because there is something about yoga that changes the chemistry of your body. And so when not only the body, but of course, you know, that being the case, right, your mind also does that, right? So once you um, look at deep into your mind, and then you can change everything else about you, right? And it still, you know, we still practice to this day, we like do every day, right? So that practice is there. And so that's part of the things that I've been doing the last year with Dr. Rao, right? Yeah. And uh, so I've been really grateful because coming out of a relationship, like, uh, you know, the one that we usually refer to spouse kind of relationship, right? It was an awesome, awesome thing to take you to because I, I find myself, there's a remnants of anger that left, right? That yeah. still with me. And so yes. he was able to help me through that. And uh, I was so grateful and because I didn't know what it is that, you know, that affected me this way. But it just comes out sometimes unknowingly. And um, and so when we're able to, like, you know, slow down as we have that feeling, then mm. we can decide what we are able to do or what's our next step. You know, you can choose sad or happy 
you know, which path? And if it's so, how do you go about doing those, right? So it was just like, those are my kind of uh, shares. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful, Sonia. And you bring up so many good points. I made I made some notes, but I'm just going to let it flow. And if they if these topics come back in again, then, then we'll address them. But you talked about moving energy, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you're like, wow, this anger kept coming up for me. And I didn't know why. And you got into a practice where you really, truly, what was happening was, is, is you were moving that energy through your body. You were processing that energy so that you could release it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, that's a lot of what we people unconsciously, I'm, I've done the same thing. I think all of us have to be honest with you is in, because we do it until we know differently. And I'm not going to say better because it's not like we're being judged here. It's we, we do these things until we learn what they're doing and how not to do that anymore. And one of those things is a lot of us will bring this un, this embedded energy from other relationships forward into new relationships if we're not mindful about what's going on. Recently, I'm just going to be completely transparent because that's what Kristen is. Something was going on in my life and it was a repeated thing and I started to feel bitterness. And I was like, I could feel it. It's pinchy feeling in my body. And that's okay. The emotion is fabulous. It's, it's just an indicator for me. But the energy of that emotion is not okay with me. So I said, oh, okay. All right. You're bitter. I see it. You're feeling bitter. It's okay. And you have a right to feel bitter because this thing is repeating and it's annoying you. And, and this is how you're feeling. However, this is not going to serve you or the relationship on the whole. So I did not point at the other person. I said, I am going to work on this bitterness I'm feeling Mm -hmm. to move that energy out of me so that I can return back to homeostasis and I can show up a better, you know, the, the best version of me at this time. And the reason why I say at this time is because, you know, there's, I feel like we're continually growing and evolving and there's can always be a, an up-leveling version of us if we're open to it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Mojo. And I love you, yeah, Mojo. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for Mojo. Us. Yeah, you can tell Mojo's there because of the bright green and all I love it. the graphic stuff that he has. So awesome. I, I love <sighs> you know, that you said this moment, and it is in yeah. the present that we experience all these emotions, right? And yeah. so... And of course, the evolution, as long as we become aware of it, that means we're kind of, in a way, steer away from that compulsions that we have, right? That's automatic in us. So when you also add that breathing technique that, you know, just in and out, it's just a simple thing. And then you kind of like slow your mind. And sometimes I would bring my my hands together into namaste because that reminds me of the Mm -hmm. union of everything, right? of, you know, whether it's happy, sad, that kind of thing. So when you bring it together, it reminds me that, yes, we live in the physical world and it is in that opposite polarities that we bring these things together and harmonizes, you know, my emotions when I do that, right? Mm. Yeah, so that's I just love I, the word harmony. That's like, yeah. that's one of my favorite words, harmony. <laughs> it just has such a beautiful essence to that. But I want to add to what you were saying, Sonia, because you said, you said the word compulsion, like owning our compulsions, you know, wrecking, you said, recognizing our compulsions. And that was one of the things that I wanted to mention was that, you know, 
knowing that we can't change other people, we know that we can't zero power, but we can change these things inside of ourselves. So to me, one of the absolute number one, most highly effective that will shift the shit out of a relationship is our ownership of our dark spaces. So when, uh, when we can really go within and get in touch with the shadow, those things inside of us, like you said, maybe it's a compulsion, maybe it's a stubbornness, maybe it's, we're afraid of things, maybe it's, you know, whatever it might be, but we can own that, then we're not bringing that, that energy to the relationship Mm -hmm. because relationships are dynamics and the dynamic between me and Sonia Sundara and me and Mojo and I saw Cecilia in here. I'm not sure if he's there. Me and Cecilia and me and my husband and me and my daughter. The, the dynamics are all different because I'm bringing me and they're bringing them. So we're not ever going to have always the same experience of the same people because they're, we're bringing two different things into the equation, right? So where was I going with that? Oh, I made up different spice. Is that what you're saying? What's that? We're all made up. (laughs) You know, we just have different dynamics between us and other people at all times. So where someone's like, oh, Bob is so great. We might be cringing. We're like, ooh, Bob, you know, or, or Bob is such a jerk. And we're like, I love Bob. You know, (laughs) there's, there's totally different dynamics between people. And I understand this to mean that's just how their particular energies and backstories and yada yada are blending. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's truth. It's law. It doesn't mean it's going to stay forever. And it doesn't mean anything to do with me and that person. You know what I'm saying? But my point is, is that owning our stuff, owning our stuff, that's a, it's a huge thing that my family practices because I believe when we own it with true humility in that moment, it's, it's, I'm just going to say this, you guys, the thing is healed because we don't hold each other hostage to the mistake. So let's say I'm thinking of one night, my daughter, my eldest said something. And then my son, my second eldest fired back at her. We're playing a family game or something. Talk about siblings. Right. And then they were just, you know, squabbling a little bit. And then he kind of went hard on her and he's a very gentle guy, but he's just gets annoyed with her. And he kind of went hard on her and I reached over, I just touched his leg and just very slightly with the tips of my fingers patted him and under my breath, I said, that's enough. That's all I said. Mm -hmm. Later, she walks up to me. She goes, mom, did you tell him to apologize? And I said, no. She goes, he came into the kitchen when I was in there and he said, I'm sorry, said many, I, you know, my bad, blah, blah, blah. In that moment, the energy shifts. Yeah. When we wait and wait and wait and wait. And think it's just going to blow away. We are leaving stagnant energy between us and somebody else. There is so much radical healing that happens in a moment when the second you act like an asshole, you raise your hand and you go, my bad. I see what I just did. The other person, I've, I've seen this over and over again. The other person goes, yeah, okay. And there's really no need to carry on. Now, sometimes people want to go, well, yeah, it is your bad, 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 and they want to exploit it. That's just their ego, right? But with practice, if you just practice saying this is my bad, there's an energy, like a quantum energy clear in that moment because nobody is fighting for their life. I see what I did. The other person is, I'm glad you see what I did. That means 
the thing is in consciousness now. It's not hidden in the dark. It's in consciousness now. It's in the light and it can be healed. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, I like the you know, acknowledgement and awareness. And when you kind of, yeah, the energy is totally different when you can say, yes, I am aware of my actions, right? Yeah. And uh, it's just a telling other person in many ways, you know, like an apology, right, of sort. And also for yourself that you recognize that these things that you do are not great for the other person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, yeah. you know, these, it's so awesome to, of course, be able to talk about, you know, openly on the relationships because it can be touchy, depends, <laughs> right? And, of course, we, because... <sighs> COVID, we get to now explore ourselves a little more because we're at home most of the time when it was shut, right? And so when things open up now, we find ourselves, uh, interestingly, going back to the relationship. Of course, differently, I find, this time, right? As you reflect on yourself and then you go back into the society in many ways, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I, I feel like, I think my, my relationship improved, don't you, with the other people, no? Uh, mine has, it stayed the same because I was al- already doing this work. I'm, I'm kind of laughing because you're so sweet and soft-spoken. And, and here I am like practically yelling in my car because I feel so passionate <laughs> about this. <laughs> I'm like, so for the people to see, I'm like, sorry if I'm so much louder than Sonia. But um, <laughs> no, it did not shift for me. They were the same because it was always this is always something I've been conscious of, right? This is what I teach. This is, this is my wheelhouse. So it's, it didn't, it, 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 I shifted. Kristen Brown shifted inside Kristen Brown because I slowed down. Yeah. I slowed down. So that probably maybe contributed to the dynamic in some way, but not in that anybody said, Hey mom, you slowed down. You know, no, nobody said that to me because it was so in, I, you know, I've been a single mom for so long that I knew how to function regardless of what was going on inside of me in a very neutral way for my kids. And so a lot of my in, internal work is not noticeable by other people to where they would think that maybe I don't have internal work or I'm not doing my part. Oh, I do my part. It's, it's, I'm highly conscious to what I'm feeling and thinking mostly feeling all day long. Thoughts can get past me, but what I'm feeling, you know, I will feel through and I will ask myself, like you said, I will explore the mind. I will question what is happening here. And if I find something that is rooted in fear, then I know that that is my weed to pull out and and let dry on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's great. I mean, if you've been practicing and, and of course, having, you know, great relationships and able to deal with any situation, that kind of thing, it's great. That means you're looking and, of course, reflecting inside, right? And so that's a great place to, of course, you know, then be able to help other people um, to be in the same space, right? Which is what you kind of do, right? Yeah. <laughs> I say well, kind of because, you know, yeah. like, like a little bit. And, and here's like, the thing, too, Sonia, things. is that I would never stand on a stage and say, I got this all figured out and I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. I am in a family 
we got shit. We got personalities. We have healing. We have, you know, things that come up in the family. I'm a normal human being. I've just learned the difference between what works and what doesn't. So it doesn't mean that sometimes I don't fall into what doesn't work because I am human, but I know enough to go, damn it. That's I, I did that pattern. Okay. Let me back the truck up. What do you know works? Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I work to get back into the space of what heals. Mm-hmm. So it's not about being perfect or being great at it, but you know, with things that are capital T truth, things that you know, have, um, and all capital T truth to me is things that are of the highest vibration of love. That's what it means. Like it's in high, love is the highest energy and ever, ever, ever to ever be. So if I can return myself back to that highest energy of love, which just for everybody listening does not mean doormat does not mean people pleasing does not mean submissive. It means I'm bringing love, which is truth and to the equation Then I will experience something different than when I am bringing control or fear to an equation. Beautiful. Yeah. I, you the same, do you have the same type of thing, Sonia? Yeah. I always bring, yeah, this is how I I live my life now. Yeah. You know, in terms of love, I, you know, have morning practices. This is to, of course, it's always a different experience each morning. Right. And, I always like, in, it's never like the, every moment is different, right? This is what I'm getting, right? My question to you is what would you like to work on next is something that I also ask because if you look I at your previous day, right? And love it. You're like, oh, this is how many times I smile or I feel good in that because a lot of us will go through the you know, the natural roller coaster of emotion at times, or just an even keel of things, you know? Mm-hmm. So how do you tune yourself back? So into whether it's the morning or end of the day, that kind of thing, what kind of things do you do to um, do that? Do you plan to, um, do you have a system that you have in place? I love that you brought this to the equation. And I do the same thing. It's like, basically, what my practice is, is if I find myself afraid or nervous or wanting, you know, scared to do something, that's usually my indicator of what needs healing inside of myself. It means I have some type of rooted in belief that either I'm not aware of or that has another layer to it. So if I find that's how I like, let's say when I first got on wisdom, I was a nervous wreck, not quite a wreck, but I was nervous because I was used to recording things. I was not used to being live Mm -hmm. and I was afraid that I was not going to make sense and that whatever, all the things that we think I remember like, I'm going to give wisdom talk. And then I couldn't push, I couldn't push go. So right there, what's going on, Kristen? Oh, I'm afraid. Okay. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of this. Okay. Well, let's talk about that <laughs> with with myself. Let's have a little conversation <laughs> before you push to play. I would say, you know, I would talk myself through it just like I would encourage anybody else. But I would also say the opposite of what I was believing that was to be true. 
People love to hear me speak. People, I make sense, blah, 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 these type of things. And 100% of the time, when I was having those issues and I had to have that talk, every time someone got on my stage that said the exact thing in the positive turnaround that I had said it to myself, like, I love listening to you or something like that. And I was like, there's the power right there. Because it came, I knew that I was in the right energy because that exact thing came reflecting back to me. I guess what, to answer your question, I look for fears or places where I'm, I'm afraid to do something or I'm feeling nerves. That's usually my indicator that I have a attachment to something that I'm unaware of. Mm, That's awesome. And yeah, for me, it's like, you know, we have. Uh, practice in the morning and evening as well. In mm-hmm. the evening, I wipe out all the stuff that's happening throughout the day, and I sleep really well after that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like anything that doesn't belong in your head, just shove away, right? Which is everything, right? Because you know, like we practice in such a way that we witness instead of um, instead of like bring it into that emotion that kind of stays with us that it's like the practice of um, in many ways I hate to use these things the non-attachment right the Mm -hmm. witnessing so when you can do that and you know everything that makes you so angry and if you can take that breath and just kind of then reflect and and just witness on that instead of reacting with emotions you just watch like a movie screen right and it becomes so much um you know, you can see where your emotion kind of then um, what causes all of these things to come up, you know. And most of the time it will be like because, you know, the ego component comes in, right? And uh, I just find that practice really awesome as you do day by day, right? It just like um, becomes so, so you can discount all of these emotions that you don't want and choose the ones that you want. And sometimes you do want all of those things because we are, you know, we are here to experience life, right? So, <laughs> so yeah. but it's your choice, right? You know, so. I've also learned that it's what I'm believing about a situation that is causing me to suffer. Mm-hmm. So let's say someone does something to me and I, and I attach it to belief to this, like that person um, is, 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 I don't even know. I can't make stuff up on the fly, but I attach a belief to something. And I'm believing that belief, then I'm going to suffer believing that belief, but I can choose to believe a different belief that is as true or more true. So if I think something like this person is never going to get any better, it's always going to be like this. That's a very suffering belief and that's going to not feel good. But if I say this person's in this person, as all people are healing and growing, this person is healing and growing. This person is uncovering stuff, but it's on their timeline, not mine, but they are healing and growing. Mm-hmm. That's a much better belief for me and clears the air, clears the energy between me and that person on my side because I, I choose to see them through a different lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just yeah. talk about the choices. That's all, you know, in many ways is that sets everything in terms of tones and the way things one do and even if you do like you know on that day let's say in the morning you made a choice this today i want to be happy and then 
whenever somebody you know triggers you in terms of anger and then you kind of like pause in almost in for me it's like the matrix kind of thing right and it's like whoa you know <laughs> that's not the it's just interesting right i always use the word interesting and then i kind of replay how would i like the outcome to be right in many ways right how can i change this to a better um you know a, a mood or a better uh, way for the two of us right yeah so i it, it's such an awesome practice and and i'm just seeing it in in front of my eyes and your your way is like okay you change your pers- uh, perception of things or a perspective of things right and then you can see things like almost like when we put on a you know rose color glasses in many ways right that is your choice to uh, put that there right and you can see it through that rose so it doesn't matter in the end what anybody else say right because the way you see it right is what um your world is about <laughs> well it is and it and in the rose colored glasses doesn't mean just to anybody who's listening does not mean we don't see no. what is happening it's that i am choosing a thought that is rooted in love rather than rooted in fear yeah exactly right put. <laughs> yeah so there's one more thing I was thinking is that the, the number one, the number one thing that we can give, the best thing that we could give to any relationship is our own healing. Mm-hmm. And it is the reason why I went down this healing journey back in, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whenever that was now, because I was repeating a pattern of dysfunctional relationships and relationships that didn't respect me and protect me. And some were even abusive. I was repeating this pattern and I had gotten myself in a place that was bitter and angry and a victim. And I'm not saying that I wasn't victimized because I was, but I was living in the pity party victim for me. So you guys see what happened to me? Do you see, you know, that type of thing. But the energy, the energy of that was so dank. It was so dank and I did not like the way it feels. I like to be happy and peaceful and joyful. But man, the ego was screaming at me and it was like, oh, you have a right. You have a right to feel this way. Look at all those assholes. You know, like it was really alluring. And I, and I looked not literally, but you know, figuratively, I looked at the faces of these three innocent babies looking at me and I said, I will not be this person for them. So I worked on healing me. So it's not always what we think we need to do for the other person. It's what do we need to do for ourselves? Because the love that we give to self, we will automatically extend it to our people. Mm. That also gives you an extra power sometimes, right? When you see the three kids that, you know, whatever you said also about the beliefs, right? You know, you kind of transfer it that way. But um, it's, yeah, coming from you and choosing whatever it is that you want to happen, right, is is the the cool thing about all of these, right? Choice, right? Right, Sonia? Choice, the word we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, to, to be there, it takes a little while, of course, right, where, you know, yes, I can choose to put on my rose glasses as I want to, you know? But mm-hmm. I can also take it off, right? Because these are the experience you want it full on. And how else do you want to live life if not full, 
right? And whatever it right. is, if you do it in such a way that, you know, your emotions and your passions and everything went into it. How awesome is that? If you're going to be a, be a friend, then you be the best friend, right? <laughs> and if you're going to be the mom, you be the best mom that you can. Yeah. And if you're going to be, you know, a spouse, you be the best one that you can, right? And so, and if you want to go beyond, sometimes, you know, it's, it's really cool to kind of tweak it. That's just why I said, I asked you about improvement and stuff like that. And what are the things that we can do better because we always aim to do better in our lives, right? And I just find that nowadays, I, I just really appreciate it because I am, you know, it's not so much about right and wrong. It's just about how the experience is, you know, is it the way that, you know, I, I like or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Is it the things that also contribute to the other person that elevate them as well? So it's just kind of like the concentration for me on also not only for myself, but uh, for others as well now, right? So once yourself is uh, feeling good and okay and all of these things, then you can also elevate the people around you. This Absolutely. There is such a different feeling about being with someone who works on their self and loves themselves and protects themselves. There is a different energy that is, is, it feels so much better to be around that than someone who is playing victim. But again, the key is to go within. It's always about going within and healing, shifting, morphing, changing, whatever it is about us. That's where it happens. And when we show up, we then start to show up in a higher version of ourself. Mm -hmm. And I was going to make a point about that. What did I say? I just wrote down higher. <laughs> that was good to be a higher, right? We show, we show up a, yeah, we, we show up a, higher, <clears throat> a higher version of ourself. And that in that, here's the thing though, in when we love ourselves, that doesn't mean because a lot of people get afraid that that means that they're going to become selfish or they're going to be, um, you know, it's going to be all about them or this and that. No, self-love is not selfish. We've heard that said a million times on here and other places. It is not selfish because it's rooted in love and love is never selfish, but it is about being the observer of our environment. So the highest version of ourself doesn't mean we allow things to go unchecked. When someone's acting some kind of a way, we don't stand there and become their whipping post. You know, the highest version of ourself is boundaries. It is healthy and loving boundaries with other people. So a lot of times people are afraid of, or afraid or confused about what all this means. Like, oh my God, I'm going to be in this higher version of myself and then everybody's just going to do whatever they want to me. No, because love just like your love of a child would have you protect them against a perpetrator, your love of yourself is going to have you protect you against a perpetrator. We just become cleaner versions of who we authentically are with a willingness to take care of ourselves. And here's another thing that I know for sure about self-love that contributes to healthy relationships is that when we truly, not kind of, sort of, you know, love ourselves. I'm talking about we truly love, forgive, accept, we're compassionate to, we speak kindly to ourselves and we care for ourselves and, and we protect ourselves. When we truly come from that place, 
we have far less, what's the word I'm looking for, expectations from our people than we had before because the gap inside that was needy and desperate for them to fill, we have now filled ourselves. So that cleans up the table a little bit because many of us are functioning from expectations like, it's my birthday, you're supposed to bring me flowers and take me to dinner and take me there. Guess what, guess what self-love has done for me? I don't care. I, I'm unattached. My husband, of course, treats me beautifully and he buys me flowers and he does the things and, and I love it and I appreciate it. But I would not dislike him if he didn't because I don't require it. It's not a box for him to check for me to feel loved. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I take on selfish a little differently because in, in many ways it, it is selfish because it is our world, it's related to us, it's the self, right? How else do you not feel, you know? Centered in self. Selfish selfish to me, Sonia, is when you do for you at the expense of the well-being of another person. Hmm. Centered in self is you do for you at the benefit for you and the other person. Yeah, I mean, like for all of those things, right? It, it it comes back to your inner. I focus on becoming love rather than yeah. anything else. You know, it's not, I, you know, self love and all of these selfish stuff. It it it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, it's it's words that people play with and yes, and uh, it's it is it gets a little bit confusing. You know, yeah, so out there you know, that, okay, this self-love, self, all of these things. And I'm just like, I'm just focusing on, on love. On, there on you who go. I am going back home, right? And, and That's exactly so, right. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> I'm going back home. And I talk about that in my book. I break down self-love. I say yeah. self is of you and love is of God. So basically what you're doing is you're returning to the God within, but you're also doing it through because we're humans. We got brains that want to jack us up that we, we do it through returning to, uh, we forgive ourselves, accept ourselves, give ourselves compassions. We give ourselves the tenets that are of love. So yeah, you're going back home. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And that place Mm -hmm. is very different. We act very differently. We respond very differently to the outside world when we are coming from a place of home, of unconditional love, than when we're coming from a place of fear. It's two completely different energies. Thank you for joining us. I love you, Sissy. Thank um... you. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe and share. If you're listening on iTunes, you can give a big thanks by leaving a five-star rating and review. If you'd like to explore coaching plans, other products, and free resources, go to kristenbrown.org. Until next time, everyone, remember to go love yourself.